0: El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda
2: a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in
3: Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered. At TotalWine.com. All right, guys. I think maybe what a day ago was officially summertime. Woo. My question is, what's your favorite part of the summer in NYC? Wow. Frank.
2: Um, I love to see everyone wearing light clothing after like a long winter and everybody's been wearing like heavy garments i love to oh. see the women in beautiful okay. dresses you know the guys you know the gray the linen pants the, yeah. looking fresh yeah right. so yeah. i love to see that everybody enjoying themselves very their respectable
4: bodies. ogling yeah, yeah you go yeah,
2: yeah.
5: Is that Jamie? What okay what <laughs>
4: uh me i i love when the ice cream truck Comes and I'm like it it comes around my way around like 7 p.m. every night, so I stop whatever I'm doing in my house and I don't got an elevator, so I gotta I gotta run four flights of stairs down, (laughs) almost breaking my legs sometimes because I'm jumping, I'm jumping off of staircases and shit like that. It's like very parkourish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for Mr. Softy. So shout out two
5: cone with the dip. I feel you. No, I need some chips with my
4: dip, like Drake says. (laughs) Uh, For for
3: me, I enjoy when. on the subway where one car is really, really hot, I like to get in there and then bait people to join in to be the torture. <laughs> Ironically enough, it happened to me today, though. You and put I, it out I, there. I put it out there. And out there. Got That's what happened. In that thing, to the universe. Though. Yeah, you, Rachel?
5: Um, for me, it used to be my birthday, the day I was born, but then my little cock blocker of a son was born two days after mine, and <laughs> oh, so they shit. cut him out of me via se- C-section last year, and they cut my birthday from the calendar as well. <laughs> She knows I love her. Wow. Frank.
3: Frank is back. Oh. Frank, we Thank were, we were worried. Frank, we were worried. Me too. Super worried. Oh, yeah, me Welcome too. Back, we put your picture Frank. up on milk carton. Yeah, I got a lot of I DMs. was crazy. an
5: APB out for you. I
3: Frank, saw that. how many phone calls did you get from your oh, fans?
2: Yo, fuck. Few people hit me up like they were worried. What happened? Everything was alright. It already? was a hashtag that started. Woo! Yeah, find Frank.
5: Yeah, uh-huh. you
4: do a controversial story sometimes. You know, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. And you don't then know. you
5: go missing a week. I
4: know that was weird. What
5: do you think? They're not gonna start pissing in the streets.
4: Yo, the Eloeros
2: like they look for me more than my own family. It was amazing. <laughs> That's very
3: telling. We
5: love you, Eloheleros. <laughs> okay, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This is episode 106. Yeah,
3: and Park. What Ooh. up?
5: It's Rachel La Loca.
3: What up? This is Juan Bago La Loco.
5: No.
6: Is it Jay La Loco? No,
5: Lo- no.
6: Alo,
2: Eloheros. <laughs> is Mr. Frank Nibs back?
5: Yeah,
3: you ruined. You see, it's you had okay. a two-week streak. I yeah. you can't, I didn't know if
4: I should go with loca or loco because you said you loco, and so I was trying to do the, down the middle, and then I just messed I it feel up. I feel it. Was yeah. cool. I gave
5: you a hard one. Are we gonna do this forever? Is this just what it's gonna be?
4: <laughs> we mean the podcast.
3: Yeah, I hope um,
5: so. Well, okay, um, no, but I meant this like crazy call in the beginning that we do this you started. improv activity. I didn't start shit. All I did was say what I had to say, and then you actually the one that started it because you're second.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Oh, whatever, um, I want to start off the podcast by saying, um, Jamie. Uh, last night you were a part of an event and you popped your. I'm seeing Cherry. Oh, How was no. it?
4: Yeah, Jamie. my host Cherry. Uh, we, me and Rachel co-hosted the Big Apple Awards. Yes. And no, wow. that's not an award show about giant fruit. Uh, that's circus. what I thought it was at I first. Was hoping it would be. Or a circus. <laughs> or always, a circus. Or yes. I would have liked oh. that. That would have been cool. And. <laughs> The award for best lion tamer goes to <laughs> <laughs> the Incredible Jeff. <laughs> um, no, Big Apple Awards. It's the P, it's pretty much the, the awards for public relations, mm-hmm. PR awards. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. uh,
5: Hosted by the New York chapter of the PRSA. Mm, okay, that's the pressy. Public Relations Society of America. Mm-hmm.
4: Wow. Uh, Jimmy was
3: nervous. Jimmy was hitting me up for tips. Um, and I was just like Not doing. the
4: day Not the night of A couple of days before of I was course. like Any any, Because ga- you and Rachel host You're the gala We're gala, uh, you're gala sluts gala. <laughs> You're gala sluts You like to like Dress up for the galas And yep. me The night before I was like What like What express suit Am I gonna wear You, you know specific. what I mean You look nice You look, look, yeah. you you look suit, great man. I mean I was looking In a- that yeah. gray
5: yeah, number Yeah man Alright
3: My next question A little question Mad is, Men-ish I was We'll, going for we'll mad get back menish. to you Yeah Rachel Keep it 100 to mm. our listeners. And keep it 100 to me, because we haven't been able to talk.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: How did it feel to host um, a gala without me? Ooh. I had a
5: little formal. I didn't think that would be the first question That's you asked me. Wow. Um, but you know what? Obviously, like, honest, it, in the <laughs> beginning, it was something that was new and foreign. But Jamie and I together, I, we're very good together.
4: Ooh.
5: We're very good together.
4: You know how people finish each other's sentences? We finish each other's Each other's jokes.
5: sentences. Mm. Jokes. Oh, I was jokes. I to
3: say uh, jokes. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Is
4: That's that how that, it was last night? Yeah. Not impressed. We need a bigger audience. Right. And then we get the chemistry. That's the rule right. 28 connection.
5: But yeah. I gotta say something, Mike. Yo, shout out to the PRSA, but shout out to us because that was a 71-page script. Wow. That we didn't really know that you know there were that many awards to give out, but there were some really prestigious things that we said about these people. So mm. I, I get it.
4: Yeah, it was a never-ending, it was like we we it was the nominees. And then
5: honorable uh, mentions.
4: Honorable mentions. Then the cat. Then we had to say the categories. Then we had to whoever won. We had to talk about their whole campaign My
5: and God. why it won. And
4: it's why like it Bible. won and what it did. And we did that for like I want to say two hundred people,
5: probably, <laughs> <laughs> give or take.
4: No, I mean you know obviously we're exaggerating, but probably like seventy five. Mm. Um, but we were throwing in jokes. We were like, we you know we had stuff planned, and then we also did a lot of improv. And the crowd was really into it. It was a, like a mix. Uh, we actually sat on a t- with on a in a table with who?
5: Beyonce's publicist. No, Biggie. What? Just the gatekeeper Wait, of the beehive. Oh my single what? ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably was
4: just texting Beyonce while we were like sitting across from her.
3: So the magic question. When is Beyoncé going to be on the Latinos a Loud la podcast? Let the audience know.
5: Yeah. Well, funny that you should ask. First, we have to shout her out. Yvette Noelle Sure, who's been Beyoncé's publicist for 20 years plus. Before that, Destiny's Child. So wow. she's been in the biz for quite some time. She spoke with such grace. It was really a pleasure to watch her do her keynote. She's from Brooklyn. Okay. What? what? Bush. Okay, from Grenada, really representing for her country beautifully. And wow. also giving a wonderful and eloquent speech on the importance of hiring POC.
7: Yes. Nice. And,
5: and what's interesting is that we were in a room filled with 330 publicists from New York City. hmm so there was already an energy to the room. So Jamie and I, coming from the comedic standpoint that we do, at first we were like, okay, we need to find a voice. We found it pretty quickly, um, and it, it was great being up there with you. I really had a great time. The jokes were just like very improv-y, and don't get you know. used to it. Jamie, oh, shit. We were, there was a part where we were actually
4: singing que, "Que Bonita Manzana,", manzana. <laughs> and then I had to cut it. I had to be like, look, let's not turn this gala into a quinceañera, all right?
3: <laughs> All right. It I was a lot it. of punchy I, I, I stuff.
4: I should have been there. Yeah, you should have been there. Yeah, uh, no, it was great. There was one joke that I was trying to run by Rachel, and we ended up not doing it, and oh. I want to do it here. Oh, oh God, Because I just want to see before we, you mm. know. Um, okay, so here, was, uh, so here was my joke that we didn't do, and I decided not to do. I know,
5: you know. which one it is. I know exactly uh, okay. which one.
4: <laughs> so um, uh, Amazon's publicist, publicist was supposed to be here. Um, she said she was coming to New York, but at the last minute she backed out. Wow! Yeah.
3: I like that. Okay, good.
4: but that would have gotten. I don't want. We didn't want a wow reaction. We wanted a laugh Laughter. reaction. So Rachel, thankfully, uh, you know, she was Stopped the one it. who was like, "You know what? Maybe for the next gala." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> here's 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 my here's my next question. So
3: I'll yes. always
5: look out for your bro.
3: Yeah. No, and I
5: trust you. Always. Listen. Listen. Always.
3: Here's my next question. So awesome that you're there and you're on stage and you're doing the whole thing. But one of the key things that me and Rachel have the bond is behind the scenes, like getting the food and drinks. So can you tell me how that because that's another <laughs> different type of chemistry, bro? Mm. Oof, so
5: tell I like me. this. Rachel.
4: We're learning. Rachel, you can take this one. We're okay,
5: learning. so this was <laughs> interesting because Jamie and I, can you believe it? Uh no. Jamie was waiting online for food. And I said, okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom, powdered my nose, do what women do before mm-hmm. they go on stage. And when I saw that he was only like halfway through the buffet line, 330 people, that's mm-hmm. a long ass fucking buffet line, you know what I'm saying? For the, <laughs> sucking, for the sliders and mozzarella sticks and all the great food that we ate. Um, so I said, okay, I will go to the bar and get us drinks. And then there was a lovely woman standing behind us. Mm-hmm. She's the former president of the PRSA. I wish I remembered her name, but... Uh, shout out to you, a Latina. Mm. Mm. And so I offered, to, in exchange for the chat and cut that I was about to do. You guys know what a, a chat, chat and cut? I like that. Chat and cut. That's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's when you like, oh hey Jamie, there you are, mm-hmm. and you chat your way what? into cutting the line. Yeah, mm. that's mm. chat and cut. I like that.
3: that. You don't feel bad doing that. Yo, that's slick. No, I
5: so I offered to bring the drinks in exchange for the chatting cup. But she didn't want a drink. But I bought Jamie a drink, and he let me back skip him. Aye.
4: But you know what? I was hooking that girl up too because she she kept saying, "Oh, can I just go to my table real quick? And can you hold my spot?" So she oh. was—I don't know what that's called. Uh. But when hold you're already plate. when you're already in the line and you're and you're
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hold my place. Yeah,
4: that's a hold my place. So I was hold I was doing a hold my place. <laughs> And you were doing a chat and cut.
5: That's interesting. So we were wow.
4: juggling a lot of I do
5: that at the supermarket all the time. Tell me you don't do that when you're checking out with the food. You're like, oh fuck, I forgot the rice. Can you just hold my place for one second, I'm gonna go oh get the rice.
4: You that person. She did it more than once though. She was taking advantage. She was just like, yo, I think I lost my phone. Let me go check again. I'm like, what the
5: hell? I didn't even know these transactions went down. We
4: were talking for you were in the bathroom for a while.
5: Uh, I uh <laughs> I was, uh, you know. Should have
3: given you a heads up about that. That line. I was on
4: that line.
3: Mike, you should
5: have told them. Look, there's a couple things I need to do before I go on stage, and one of them is VAPE. So. (laughs) Okay.
4: All right. Well, but it was great. It was a a lot of people gave us props. A lot of people gave us props. Nice. Um and all, all different types. They were like, We love you guys. You, you guys look liking this, by the way. Both Thank of you, look you nice.
5: Frank. Yeah,
4: you did. I saw the lives.
2: You guys oh, freaking thanks, killed me.
5: Yo, but yes, we had the Jews rocking. Aye. And we had the three Latinos rocking. Aye. That whole table in the front, shout out to Cornell Wild. All the right. Latinos from Cornell Wild. I see you. They were making noise. Mm. They were
3: making noise. S- well speaking of which, um, you are hosting a show. Later on this week, correct? Tonight. Why?
5: Tonight is the night. Oh, Thanks shit. for reminding me. Tonight is Comedy Derailed, an all-female variety show. Tickets may still be available at this point. I really don't know.
7: Oh,
2: but
5: just go to comedyderail.eventbrite.com and you'll find out.
3: Yo, I'm in that piece, son.
5: 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. tonight. You do not want to miss it. We're going to make story people. Mm.
3: Rachel, um, it's at the Triad Theater. Um, am I going to get like the corner? Because I like the corner. Can I get that reserved for me? Why
5: do you like that corner? Sweetheart? He's always like in it. the corner. What's yeah, why about? Uh, There's the no corner. light there. Yeah. I know why. It's so, because I can't see him, but he could see me. There
3: yeah, there you go. Well, I want to talk about something that happened to uh, me and Frank last week. What happened, um, you guys? We worked for the PGA Tour. We're doing a video. I don't want to mention too much details. Go. Mm. Nice. But I figured out that there is now a new scheme in the hood. Mm. Um, so we shot an exterior shot. We were praying it didn't rain, and it didn't rain. But we shot it in front of the bodega that was Papa Land. You remember that sketch? Oh, um, Flyman actually did a video there, too. The
5: dance fight scene of Papa Land.
3: Yes. And so... Right before we're about to shoot, Frank, please let the audience know what happened and how you dealt with it because the uh, producers didn't want to deal with it. They <laughs> they <passed up> <laughs> <talked> to you. <laughs> they figured you probably knew the guy. I don't They're know like, how Yo,
2: handle it. That was so weird. This producer comes to me, and this guy is just coming out the bodega, and he's standing right in front of all the cameras. Like he's like, "This is my territory. What are you guys doing here?" <laughs> and he's walking around the producers, the cameras. Like everyone, I'm I'm set. Everybody's looking at him, like, yo, who is this dude? He owned the place basically. Like, you guys are gonna have to get me out of my space. This is my turf. A producer gives me like 40 bucks. So I go up to him, like, look, dude, um, you know, we get you got he's like, he's in the shot. Mike is like right standing right there. He's right behind Mike, and I'm like, Yo, dude, you you know, you gotta go. And he's like, Nah, man, like, yo, this is my spot. I'm like, look, the producer gave you some money. So I give him 20 bucks, and he's like, oh, shit, all right, cool, yeah, yeah, all right, man, thank you so much. He's like, all right.
5: Wait, they gave you 40, but you gave him 20?
2: I gave the producer back the other 20. Oh,
5: okay, okay. I was going to say, I see what you're doing, I I see.
2: I told her it was too much. I was like, that's too much. Anyway, he walks away. I don't know if he went to get whatever he needed to get, but he walks across the street, and he starts banging on, like, a tin. Like that. There you
5: go. Like that? Is he here?
3: Oh, Oh, damn. He kept doing
2: that. He was an uptown cat. He was smart. He wanted that other 20. So he kept on banging. Mm. So I had to come up to him. I was like, yo, dude, there you go. <laughs> right. And I was like, yo, this is the last 20, man.
5: Coniasso! <laughs> but he's this.
2: slick. He's a hustler. He's an uptown cat. He's from Wash Heights. He don't play. He wants that other 20. So he came back again. <laughs> he kept on hitting the With thing. With a delayed one? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like an audiobook. all these sound effects. <laughs>
5: You're really taking us there. But then I,
2: you know, Mike looked at me and I, I gave him that real serious uptown Frank swag. Got that killer look, yeah, killer that look. Beat it. I said, yeah. "Yeah, my dude, that's it. That's forty bucks. You did good." He looked at me. He said, you right, man. Yeah, we did it
4: right there." And after that, we had a great shoot. It was thank beautiful. you. So. I thought Uh, I was going to end with like, so I looked at him with a real angry face. I was like, here's another 20. (laughs) And
5: then we dance fighted in front of the (laughs) bodega, just like in Papa Land.
4: Uh, Very very quickly,
3: um, so it it was a a great success. Um, I thought I was the star of the sketch, but apparently... Tibby's dad was the star of the sketch because oh, man. Okay. Tibby, I was looking for I needed a, I needed a, an older figure in the sketch and I did a casting and Tibby was like, my dad can do it. His dad is here from DR. Right. And wow. so at the end, they were like giving him a round of applause and saying, yo, you killed it and you stole it. So. Uh, shout out to Tibby's dad. And he stole it your worked. thunder. He stole my Whee! thunder. Yo. first
4: time ever acting too. So yeah. I was about to say I was looking up his uh, his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <He>
2: re- <and laughs> yo, he reminded me of my dad when he said, other <laughs> It
3: was so his line. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So speaking of which, Frank, you have something coming up. I've been. By oh, the way, shit. my segway, my segways have been on. Yeah, yeah, man. My, oh, is that
2: uh, what you think yeah. there they are? This Saturday oh. is. My, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been this that is my long. My
5: new favorite sound. My new favorite part. That's one. our new segue. Sound Keep effect. it on speed, Dial.
2: This Saturday is my 30-year high school reunion. Oh. Diablo. Nice.
3: How old yeah. were you? Like nine and nine? Yo, they had we high school back was... then. Yeah, That's fucking I... <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, that, so, so, I never
5: jump in on it, Frank. But I <laughs> so Frank, that was
3: good. I like that one. Frank, <laughs> you had a tablet, but you used chalk, right? <laughs> oh oh damn. man, you got the
2: jokes now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that, you know. How do you what? what outfit are you gonna wear, bro? I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting because you know, I've been looking through Facebook and seeing all the old, uh, you know, all the old classmates, you know, how they look then and how mm-hmm. they look now, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, is your yearbook in cave
4: drawings?
5: I don't know, <laughs> son. What? <come> on, son. <laughs> it's in hieroglyphics. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: Man. So wait, where's the location? <laughs> like a uh, senior citizen's home? Or? Oh, oh damn, Man, right?
5: man.
2: <laughs>
4: well, listen, is is you know, I I am gonna go the Saturday. <laughs> There's is there any specific person you don't have to name names, uh, that you that you're looking forward to seeing? Who looking forward to I'm seeing, looking I'm looking
2: forward to seeing a f- you you know, a few people that you, you know, like unfinished business, like you know oh the females, shit. you know, wow. you sound like oh, you know, oh, females, yeah, you know, girls that you could have had something with, perhaps, you know, whatever, you know, you go shit. kind of explore that. So I'm looking forward to that, man. <laughs> is
5: that what this weight loss journey is about, <laughs> hey, Rachel? Now oh, we Rachel, God. you always
7: get
2: it, man. What is so, no.
5: happening? Go Frank. Yo, wow. Frank is gonna roll up to that thirty. Hey, you know what time? You it better is. get them trumpeters ready, bitch. <laughs> Frank Nibs is walking what? the
2: stores. So what kind of music are they going to be playing? Like house music? What? Yeah, you know, freestyle, house yeah. music, you know.
3: Yeah,
5: house fucking Frank
3: Sinatra. House music. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Yo, <laughs> yo, I swear. Yo, how many people are going to pull their hamstrings dancing <laughs> in this reunion? You know? It's going to be ridiculous, bro. We have yeah. a medic
5: on site in case anybody needs. The paramedics are right outside. Wow.
3: <laughs> well, good luck, Frank. Thank you very much. Guys. Um, have fun. And you. now it's time for the Pochettia the Bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting I all night. I've so been waiting all day. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. Yay!
4: What's
7: going Jamie? on? Hi, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hi,
4: all right. Hey. Guys, I'm going to I'm gonna start by grossing you out. Of course, Ooh, like always. Um, A live rat. Ooh. Fell off the ceiling, right, and landed on a table at a Buffalo Wild Wings. What? Oh, I've seen that before. Now uh, I know what you're thinking. This happened in New York. No, this happened in L. A.
3: What?
5: I thought
4: it was the Buffalo Wild Wings, like up in the Bronx near me. <laughs> that would make sense. I was like, that place.
5: It, I, it rains rats all the time. It rains up rats here. all
4: the time. Rats, come on, we have. I mean, be in the Bronx. be fair. It rains mice. They're they're not ah. little little mice. Nothing crazy. This was a big ass rat. And raccoon. Oh, it rains raccoons. Well, they in the got front. raccoons in the kitchen. Wow, uh, serving you. <laughs> Um, they come out. I'm like, damn, get your claws are fucking, you know, get your claws <laughs> out the plate. What's all this
5: black and white hair <laughs> in my food?
4: What's up with these rabies, yo? <laughs> One bite and I got rabies and shit. Nah, but it, it's it's crazy because, um, according to the story, the rat just plopped down on the table like a Mack truck. What? That's what the woman said. It sounded like a Mack truck. Ew. So this was a big ass, it's a fat, fat ass rat. rat. They man. had a picture in the newspaper, and I think it was like. I don't know. I think it was the actual picture, but I'm like, who decided... You know, it seemed like a perfect newspaper photo. Somebody just got the perfect angle of the rat, so they just left it there for a while. And so nobody just...
5: tried to resuscitate it or bring it <laughs> back <laughs> to life? Nobody was certified in uh, CPRR? Oh, wow. They just left it there? It These was LA, dead?
4: It was dead or alive? It was... I think it was... Because I think they... I don't know if they were sure. It, I don't think it died on the impact. I think it was already dead. So maybe oh, it had, like, a heart attack. Wow. If rats get heart attacks, I'm not sure. Wow. Maybe... uh you know, um, or maybe just I don't know <laughs> trips. Wow. Uh, but Better. yo, these LA rats are amateurs, right? Because like the, a New York rat would have just fallen off the table, yeah, keep it moving, dusted its tail off, Counts and ran back, ran off with some rat wings <laughs> in New York. Rats just walk off with your buffalo wild wings. Ow. <laughs> yeah. um, the woman at the table said she requested a manager, who ended up scooping up the rat using two plates. And dumping it into a garbage bag. Sound like a body. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) And they're using their own silverware for this. It's like, yo, let me get two plates. (laughs) That must have been like the most obvious can I see your manager moment in history (laughs) and shit. It's like, yo, can I see your manager? I got a big ass rodent. She didn't
5: even have to ask. The waiter was like, you want to see my manager. I'll be right back.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, some extra ranch sauce, please, also. Wow! Um, I hope this happened on a slow day, right? Because this just like <laughs> seems like a lot of shit going on. Buffalo Wild Wings did s- said it closed the restaurant for proper remediation, cleaning, and sanit sanitization. Wow! Mm. Okay. Um, you know, uh, that's nice. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't matter what they do because in that neighborhood, it'll always be that wo- Buffalo Wild Wings that had the dead rat fall from the ceiling. Word. Yeah, mm. your never your Yelp reviews are ruined. Yeah. You, if you go to that Waffle House wings now, the first picture you see is a rat on the table, <laughs> next to a bucket of next to a, a bucket of wings. So, um, people in LA, you know, go somewhere else. Beware. for you. Shoot. beware. Next, next bite, guys. According to the New York Post, Cam Newton, the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Rachel—that's a football team. There you oh, go.
5: thank you.
3: Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, he he's a quarterback.
4: By the <laughs> way, he's a quarterback. They, they, a quarterback. Throw oh, the like they throw the ball. Nickelback. No, no, no. no quarterback. Quarterback. A nickelback's that's a horrible correct. band. The a quarterback wow. is. <laughs> Wow. He throws the ball in, the, like, the football team. He actually throws the ball yeah. to the players. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I <laughs> yeah. kind of get it. Anyway, he's he's a football player. He's a big dude, um, and he's pretty good. He's he's an all-pro. He reportedly offered a man on his returning flight uh, 1,500 for his seat. Wow. Because he needed extra leg room.
2: Dang, that's
4: a lot of wow. money. Uh, however, the man declined the, the, his offer, leaving what? him with the option of a regular seat. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, you know what? Look, you're offering me that much money. You can have my seat. I'll stand. I'll just stand on the aisles for the rest of the trip. I'll be your own personal flight attendant. <laughs> I'll be like fluffing his pillows throughout. Like you, you, you good, Cam? You want a little foot massage, a little foot rub? I got
3: you, man. Got so fifteen hundred works for you. What What is your like price, Frank? Well, how much
4: would it I take? For a you? grand would work for a me.
2: Grand. Yo, okay. I slept in L. A. on the floor for how long? Uh, oh right Bay, And I'm, hey come on guys. cuddled
5: in the corner you know
2: in the corner frank, in the well, so you're saying for
5: 1500
2: $1, <laughs> you $1? sleep in the
4: aisle yes no you look out the window and frank will be sleeping on the wing of the, of the plane <laughs> i'm like yo frank how are you not waking up damn frank, how do we
5: hear you snoring from outside the plane <laughs> i got noise
4: canceling headphones and i still hear you snoring what the fuck frank this ain't the friendly skies Um, yeah. Plus, I wouldn't want to make a football player mad. They Somebody took a Twitter video of this all, this this moment, mm-hmm. and it would just seem like the most awkward thing. And, of course, I think it was like a white guy that didn't want to move his seat. Because, <laughs> you know, like a Latino or any other minority would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You, can I take some pictures with you, though? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, nah, yo. Frank would have been like, yo, I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what is it going to take? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Last Bite, and this is another, this is like a combination of the first two stories. It's a plane story, and it's also a, a, a nasty animal story. Mm. Uh, Great. A man accidentally brought a snake on his in his backpack what? on a plane ride from Florida to Hawaii. What? Wow. Snakes on a plane?
2: I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane.
5: Of course. <laughs> I
4: don't know how you accidentally just, you know... You know, I could see accidentally like you know drugs or something like that. A lot of people get caught with that, but you don't know that your your pet snake is is, is in your bag. Wow! Uh, and they said the snake wasn't like dangerous, wasn't poisonous, but I think I think as far as snakes are concerned, like any snake is nasty. Of course. Like I feel like they, it might not kill me, but I don't. I I imagine a snake just wrapping around my privates and just chilling out. You know what I mean? Okay. That's like a fear I have.
5: Oh, (laughs) you know, the snake could have been, like, arguing with him the night before. Like, I really want to go. I really want to go. Take me. I really want to go. And he must have been like, no. And maybe the snake crept in there on his own. Like, oh, you don't want to take me? Well, I'm going to creep up in your bag myself.
4: Good point. Snakes are that smart?
5: Yes. Yeah.
4: I remember the snake from Adam and Eve. Ooh. Ooh. That snake knew what it was doing. He was like, I'm going to fuck up this relationship. Uh, Wow.
3: Yeah. So it was like a cock blocker. Uh, I think a crazy. Wow. Wow. I
4: think. Definitely definitely not a snake charmer, okay? Oh, my Um, God. But, yo, I think the funniest thing would be, like, if the same lady from Buffalo Wild Wings was, like, sitting in the plane and the snake just fell on her from the overhead. She'd be be like, oh, my God, this is such a horrible week. (laughs) (laughs) Call your manager. Um, That's the bites, y'all.
3: Yeah. And now it's time for you listeners that have been waiting for two weeks for this man to do the best part of the show, the fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast.
0: Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiritson News with Frank Nibs. Hello, mm, folks. Mm.
2: Okay. Hi,
7: Frank. Hello,
2: folks. How are you? Good. Safe- Frank. Excellent. Glad
4: you're safe and sound.
2: Yeah, Me too, guys. Frank. I thought I was a goner.
4: Oh, Anyhow, Frank.
2: first of all, we're gonna talk about. A very unfavorable character by the name of Aaron Hernandez. Okay. Well, as you guys, Rachel, maybe you don't know, he was a player for the Patriots, and the he won what? A, for the for the New England Patriots. It's another football team. Yeah, another it's another football, football team. team. He was a tight end, and oh, oh Rachel, <laughs> now you got Rachel's <laughs> Now you got Rachel's attention. Now you <laughs> they do. There you go. Yeah, he did very some very unfavorable things, and he ended up in jail, and he ended up, by the way, committing suicide. Mm. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to go in depth. In his cell, after he committed suicide, there was an actual pyramid that was put there by someone, and it was a pyramid, and at the top of the pyramid, the eye wasn't actually there, and there was the sign and the name of Illuminati right underneath it. There it is. It always goes back to Illuminati. Guys, this is real. I'm going, I'm going deep. Yo, my third right? eye is listening. All right. Mm. this Ew. guy. Now, you know, this guy was, obviously, he was a football player, and he had, like, brain. They say that he has some, like, brain issues. Yeah, I think. CTE. CTE. Yeah, right. That comes from, like, players, like, you know, from all the years of playing mm. football. I saw that Will Smith movie. Right. Mm, that's right? true. The one where he had the bad accent? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there was, this guy was kind of out there. He was also smoking synthetic marijuana, by the way. Oh, oh that's so, no good. K2? Yeah. May, perhaps. So he was, uh, he was he was was really bugging out. But these things are really weird because there were no signs of any entry wounds or any wounds on him. So they don't know where his blood came from and came on these walls in the cell. Wow. Okay? Now I'm going to spin off to something else. There's a gentleman by the name of William Cooper that I would love you guys to really research on YouTube. And he is the writer of a book called Beware of the Great Pale White Horse. Yes. Very interesting book. I would love for you guys to look into that. I and tell my, I'm
4: putting it on my Kindle right now. Please,
2: Jamie, please. This guy is deep. He spoke about something in one of his teachings that I saw the other day of gang members actually in graffiti putting up ga- uh, gang signs, so to speak, but they're Masonic signs. Mm. Okay? And they don't know how these gang members from these organizations actually know of these signs. And he has interviewed many, many, many Mason agents. And those people usually do not teach other people those signs. And they don't know how those members ha- have actually known about those signs. So this is really. So this p-
4: puts a whole different, like, le- a whole other level to the term gang signs. Yeah, you go. Because this, like this is like some deep shit. Yeah.
3: Oh, wow. G Man, it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 So he. So time out. So what you're saying is that there was. Um, some signs on the wall, right. That wasn't him, and done by somebody that knew about the Masonic or like the the, the whole Illuminati stuff, right? So that's the big myst- mystery. This well, going the on. mystery
2: is that he died at three. Uh, they don't know because he put uh, a guard passed by at one a.m. and he was alive. He put a bed sheet over his cell, and by three a.m. when they passed by and they took the sheet down, he was dead. But he has no entry wounds, like he slit his wrist or he slit his throat, and that blood came from him, and it was written in his blood. So they don't know where that blood came from. That's one. Two, he was part of a gang. So in being part of the gang, he was into most likely Masonic uh, things of nature because why would he put Illuminati or someone put that? So was it a gang member that killed him? Was it the Illuminati that killed him? We don't know. But what we do know from this gentleman, William Cooper, and going into these Masonic signs and really going into the they have even gone to psychologists and they actually interview a lot of these gang members and they've asked them, Where do you know or where have you guys learned how to put these Masonic signs? And no one has an answer. So is it a higher entity? Is this something? They're like, hey, What I you doing we- in
4: my hood, man? So, Frank, what are you I, talking about, Masonic
3: signs I, and shit? Frank, you know what I mean? You know, I'm listening to you right now and mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like. You need to de- dig deep into this. I feel like you need to get in that world might have an and get that someone? answer.
4: No, wow. you get into the Illuminati world. We're gonna have Frank gone for a couple no, more weeks. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's you know, you're 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 stepping no. on a lot of you know yeah, dude, that's landmines. A of fake news is No, well, this, in there. well
2: what, what I'm always trying to tell you guys is that this, um, this thing is a, a, a staple of our 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 country in general. All the presidents were masons, all of them. Mm-hmm. Everybody is in power is a Mason, so we need to study this and we need to know what this is all about. This is part of our foundation as a nation.
5: One of my boys is a Mason. Ooh. Mm-hmm. From the Bronx. Mm. Latino. Oh. So we can tap into that if you want. He'll give a, well, I don't know if he no. he no, probably will give us answers. Yeah, you
4: know, give One answers. of my favorite basketball players was a Mason. Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason. Oh yeah. yeah. Me, you Anthony.
5: guys
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyhow guys, uh yeah. And so yeah, this story is really deep and uh but, yeah, I, <laughs>
3: I feel like it's a to be uh, to be continued. I mean, there's still more stuff out there.
2: Well, um, by the way, his uh, Aaron Hernandez's brain was uh, taken as soon as he uh, passed away. His brain has never been examined by anyone else. But the uh, the jail that he actually his family can't examine his brain, so they really don't know if he has that disease. They don't know. Wow. They don't know a lot of stuff. And another thing, the jail guard that actually uh, found him uh, dead has been unpaid uh, leave. He he knows something. He He knows knows something. And a lot of people have been wanting to actually uh, uh, interview him to see what he actually saw. He's still on pay leave. So that's something that's really interesting, and uh, his family does not have access to his actual
4: brain. That's where you got to go, Frank. You got to find that guy. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Jamie. Yep. Thank you, folks. Thank
5: you, Frank. You're very welcome. Is it time to put the heat back into your relationship with breakfast, but a hot breakfast just sounds like too much work? Well... It's time to head over to the egg aisle and pick up Just Crackin' Egg. It's a hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes. All you've got to do is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fixings, then stir, microwave, and reignite your love of breakfast. And something else you'll love about Just Crackin' Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. But even better is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious it is. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style, and protein packed scrambles. Or just try one of the classics like Denver or All American. So don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot, hearty breakfast love into your AM. It's time to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with just cracking egg. Okay, you guys, this is the part of the show. Where we interview somebody amazing, and it's happening again right here, right now. We have acclaimed actor, proud Latino. <laughs> you've seen in him. You, you've seen in him. You've seen him. Get it on, out, Get it out. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get it out. You've seen him on so much. And we're going to play a little game later so you can hear a little bit about that so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Gonzalez is in the building! Rick Gonzalez! Rick Gonzalez! Rick Gonzalez! Gonzalez. Gonzalez. (laughs) (laughs) Not
3: Tito Gonzalez. Gonzalez! Rick, Rick <laughs> Gonzalez R.G. the O.G. O.G. Son. Wait, that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> okay, he could take that if he wants, right? R.G. the O.G. <laughs> oh, that's good. R.G. Yo, that's O.G. that's really
5: so That would be the Hashtag title.
3: Hashtag
5: R.G. O.G. You're like a copywriter? That would be
3: the podcast so he's title. A guy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Keep he's him a great writer. Uh, yeah, no, we, we do. We do. Yes, he's, you have
4: to. His contract's up, but we're we're going to meet I have a certain <laughs> amount of dad jokes that I have to fill okay. for every show. It's a quota. It's a quota. Okay. But it's not about us, Rick. Yeah. It's about it's you.
5: About you. Okay. Yo, many of us. Y'all welcome. Thank son. you. Oh, thanks this for having me guys. Download.
6: Pleasure to meet you guys and I'm happy to be here.
5: It's really been a long time coming, mm-hmm. but for so many reasons. Like mm-hmm. we've been doing this podcast for only two years, but man, we've been following your career for quite some time. Oh man. We have to because we're Latinos in this space and we're learning from you. Mm. And you're doing a whole bunch of stuff. And from that, we grow and we build. And look, we're here. Absolutely. We're doing what we love. And you're doing what you love. Um, if you had to tell somebody who may not mm. know your work what mm. you do and what you stand for, mm. what would you say?
6: Uh, I would say I am a Puerto Rican and Dominican kid from Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick to be exact. Mm. <laughs> been an actor for twenty close to twenty years or over twenty years and um am blessed and grateful to be someone who's been working in film and t v for that long so Word. that's that's kind of just sums it up it's not you know this elaborate thing but I think that's that's an amazing thing for me at least a blessing because I dreamt about this we you know
5: divulge Please express more. Let's discuss. Uh, what I does mean, that mean? Just
6: simple, like five-year-old boy, just kind of like, you know, just telling his mom, like, you know, this thing I'm holding, mom, which is a giant VHS recorder camera thingy that used to oh rent. Yeah. You know, come the, come the, the big giant one, big 15 one 15 thing, fifteen-pound yeah. thing. And <laughs> I'm like, Ahí viene tío con el no, por favor. you've, lost, a <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: you've yeah. lost some of the millennial oh, audience. We have,
6: we have. <laughs> we have underwear home video and stuff are you
3: yeah. serious oh 100% oh my god uh,
6: the hairy the hairy hamstrings <laughs> no the hairy calf muscles you
7: know. oh my
6: god. Uh,
5: what a picture
6: oh my god but um yeah i mean you know i telling mom like i want to do something with this you know and it, and it, it was because of her like just allowing me to just find acting in any school that i went to you know and uh so i mean it was definitely her dedication because um i was just a pain in the butt about it just kind of like is is there school in this i'm graduating grade school i'm gonna go to junior high school or high school is this does this place have acting and she would always make sure and we'd do the research and wow. and you know it just i just kept going you know and then when i decided to move to california you know i said hey mom you know a friend of mine's like, we're going to go to California and continue to audition and see what opportunities we can um, absorb. And, you know, I, I was hesitant because I thought maybe she'd be like, no, uh, it's not a good idea. And I, I trust her decisions sometimes. But so she was very, like, right away, like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, and that kind of gave me more confidence to be like, I'll be fine.
5: Yo, what a blessing, just real quick, to have such a supportive Latina mother. Yeah. Absolutely. Blessing. Shout Absolutely. out to your mom. Shout out
6: to Mom Dukes.
4: Yeah. yeah, because especially, like, how how young were you when you made the move to, to L.A.? I was, like,
6: 19. Wow. Okay. I was 19. I was, like, yeah, roughly 19. And um, a buddy of mine who also graduated the high school, I went to LaGuardia, you know, he was just, he just brought it up. He was like, you know, L.A. is the land of, of opportunity. Like, you know, the entire industry is there. So let's just go, you know. And obviously I had... At the time, I was like, "Oh, I have an agent. They're over there. I can probably just continue to work." And so I brought the opportunity to moms and like, "What do you think?" And she was like, "Go," and I'm like, "Cool." So she also <laughs> put a battery in my back. I mean, I have my own, but that just kind of sealed it.
3: For do you have any relatives that were like, you know, the cl- you know, Latinas? We always yeah. have like, our, like uh, yeah. the class clown. Tell me about your inner circle and in your family. Was yeah. there anybody that you sort of? Picked up on some of the skills, maybe your mother, because I know that a lot of times mm-hmm. we look up and we see, okay, I wanna inspire, but what about your family?
6: I have a small family, so it's just my, my brother, my younger brother. I'm seven years older than him. My mom is an only child, um, and it was my grandfather, my grandmother, and moms raised us, you know, single parent, you wow. know? So uh, I was super small. So I didn't have any uncles or aunts mm-hmm. or cousins or anything, because mom's an only child. So, and my grandmother had a brother that lived in Worcester, Massachusetts. So we'd go down there every from once From
5: Bushwick to Worcester? <laughs> from
6: Bushwick to Worcester. That's like a
5: sitcom right from there. From Worcester? On
6: the He's <laughs> from Worcester. From Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> El Worcester. Oh my yeah. God.
5: Oh, yep. Yo, yep. Brooklyn, it never leaves. I'm from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I know you went to LaGuardia. I went to Midwood. I kept it real. I stayed in yeah. flat. Bush! Hey! But I got mad people from out in Bushwick. Yes. That can't escape. When does that come out? Does it come out on set ever?
6: What? The Bushwick Oh, in you. absolutely. Like, sometimes, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Oh, oh be careful I'm, I'm he's, dealing he's with me. with somebody and they pissing me off and you know it start to get to ignorant levels and I have just call my, call my wife and then be like calm me down please
4: calm uh, me uh, down you don't I'm get, going back to bushwick you know, I'm going to like, like, get Christian me. Bale it's I'm going like, like, to like, get Christian Bale on somebody you
5: know,
4: right just just, now exactly exactly the Brooklyn version the Brooklyn version of Brooklyn Bale Exactly. was exa- how long was the adjustment period uh huh going from New York to L.A. Was that something that you just, you got accustomed to that? Oh, yeah, it took me, I, I always change? said seven years. I think, because I was always complaining.
6: I was like, I hate L.A. Ugh. Oh, you know, it's just, but I think secretly I was falling in love with it. I was just too used to, like, hating on it, you know? So I was just talking a lot of shit, you know? But um, in hindsight, I, I was slowly falling in love with it. And then at one point, I was just like, okay, what am who am I kidding? It's just too much beautiful sun and just the energy. And I think for me personally, I just, I took to L.A. You know, I think being somebody who grew up in the fast paced New York City, Brooklyn, I, I actually enjoy the slow and just the, mm. the calm energy and-
3: The farmer's markets.
6: Absolutely. <laughs> give me, give me the, you know, the, the, the oils. And, Rick, you know, I'm
3: going I'm to be straight up. We've had guests from L.A. and this, do you do yoga?
6: Yes, you my meditate? wife. My <laughs> wife. My wife has me doing yoga. Yes. Okay. I have to because I'm tight, man. I'm, you know, I gotta. I'm about to be forty, man. I, I'm trying to stay loose and limber.
5: Wow. Okay.
4: Um. Okay. Audience, you can't see him right now, but he does not look forty. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, do
5: you have? Because that's happening in like five days. Yes. What do you have planned?
6: Uh, you know, I'm. A- Hopefully God willing just hang out with good friends, good good, good family and friends and energy. That that's that's all that matters to me. I don't need a big party, I don't need, you know, the table and the club no, I don't the pinata, do that. The pinata Well, I wanted the pinata. Na-huka. They said no.
5: They said no <laughs> to said no. <laughs> you on your fortieth? Yeah.
6: Well that's some, some,
5: some, fr- some friends some friends I have. Some bullshit. Yeah.
4: Well, Did then. you have kind of like a wild uh, a wild period? A while, Holly, you know, people go to Hollywood, they have their moments of Ooh, like I have my wild from 21 to 24. I was uh, I was I was going a little crazy at the in the LA clubs. Do see. we have to, do we have to go there? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there.
5: Come on, Rick. I'm not talking about specific on, stories. Oh, so to I'm like uh, Come on, Rick.
4: Rick. Rick. Well, no,
6: Rick, of course. Rick. Absolutely. I mean, my whole <laughs> 20s, man. It's just learning fame and working and you know, just being around the people you grew up watching. And just working with them and having that surreal experience and then uh, <laughs> you know just ab- absorbing money and, and just that lifestyle like I, you know I definitely made a lot of mistakes and just learning about myself and I think I could truly say like through the mistakes I know who I am I, I, I you do need those moments to grow and to be better and blah 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 so yeah it, it, I mean pretty much my whole 20s and I was with my my wife now at the time, um, we, we you know, we were just two kids falling in love together, ma- na- navigating, like, my fame and, and the career, and we survived those 20s together, you know. So um, I'm very thankful and blessed that we were able to get through that, you know, and to have somebody who's you know, has has enough grace to give to me to be like, okay, you're a better person now because we've walked through all that. So it was great.
3: Was there uh, do you remember any advice in your 20s that now you look back and say, wow, I appreciate that this person gave me and you remember it? Um, yeah, I mean I think um, I think
6: the one thing for me was just always uh, that's like my perception, the perception of who you are, you know, and I think that was something that maybe I just didn't have a grasp of it, but I think people around me were always trying to help me to to, to find the perception of myself to and, and to see what that truly meant and in order to find success in my career or to maintain it, you know, and I think that's very important. And I think in my 20s, I, I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't see it, you know, and I, and I think I was struggling with that. So, uh, you know, and that was something that my wife was a, a big instrument in in trying to help me to just understand my perception of me as an actor. So... Uh, oh, and as a human being, as, you know, a Puerto Rican-Dominican guy from New York working in Hollywood, you know, surrounded by the types of people that I was surrounded by and how that can affect you and the decisions that you make around that because to be successful as an actor is not enough, right? I mean, there's there's a whole other world. You know, once you, once they say cut, life doesn't stop after that, you know? You still have to deal with people and, and, and get through that, you know? And so it really... You learn a lot about yourself. And so, for me, that was a big thing.
5: So, you mentioned you've been with Wifey for a minute. Yeah. How long have y'all been together, exactly?
6: Ooh, 16 years, I would say.
5: And married for 16, or? We're
6: married for, like, well, we married in 2014, so five.
5: And two kids. One. One kid, boy or girl?
6: As a girl, um, Skylar, she's um, ready to move out. She's five years old. Oh,
5: my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, tell us about baby girl Skylar. Is she you? Is she your wife? Like, what is she?
6: She looks like me and is my wife. She is all sass. Um, You know, uh, she told us a month ago, my wife was, like, cleaning vegetables and cooking. And she said, Mom, why do you do that? Like, why do you do it like that? And she's like, well, this is how I like to wash my my vegetables and how I cook. She's like, I don't like that, and I won't do that. And I'm moving out at 17 and doing it differently.
5: Oh, my God. That's a mouthful. And
6: I said, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) You're never moving out. I Ever.
5: Oh, my God. So. So she is daddy's little girl. Yes. That's just been established. Yes. That's fantastic.
6: Yeah, it's crazy.
5: Okay, so she's five. That's an interesting age. My oldest is now four. And ah. yeah, I'm approaching this whole, like, Yeah. Yo soy la que <laughs> I make the rules. You know what he said to me today? He said, excuse me, mommy. I make the rules around there here. There
6: you go. Wow. So he's you. What
5: What the fuck is this? Uh.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Nobody told me about this. Right. I don't know if you were prepared. Yeah.
6: Did you say that to him? Like, what the fuck is this?
5: In my head and okay. with my okay. eyes. Because okay. <laughs> he would have
6: be been like, uh... I mean, yeah, I mean, I I just, I'm shocked, you know, she's, I think from the moment she was born, she was perceptive, she, like, sees everything, hears everything, like, you know, I remember one time, we were, a bunch of the, you know, adults were just talking about our kids and stuff like that, the other kids in the other room just playing, blah, 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 and, you know, me and my wife talking about Skylar, boom, boom, talking, and, you know, I guess she heard her voice. So She coming to exact. What are you guys talking about, mommy? Oh. you know, and and it's like, but but think about it. All the other kids don't care. They and it's loud, and we were having fun, and but
5: she the one out of all of them that hears us. <laughs> Put PJ mask on hold. They're talking about me. Yes, <laughs> excuse me. What are y'all saying? Yeah. The cartoons on hold. Speak. Yes.
6: What what were y'all saying? Basically, just walked in the room like, what y'all saying about me? You know, and 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 I'm just like. This isn't normal, you know? It's like <laughs> she took my wife's powers and then it's like doubled, you know? It's just like, it's just scary.
5: So you broached it, and I'm sorry, yeah. this was a two-parter. Okay. So, so you broached it before, but I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper. Okay. You talked about maneuvering, w- you know, with your wife and partner. Yeah. Given this lifestyle that you have, can you share some tips for us and maybe some Mm. tricks now that you've learned and you're at this point, Uh how do you do that? Or what are some things that some of us can do and follow
6: in terms of
5: just maneuvering like this lifestyle that this career that you have, right? Right. You're gone for chunks of time at a time. You're traveling. Mm -hmm. You have to be a husband. You have to be a father. Is there anything that you've learned? on how to maneuver. Yeah, the
4: work life balance. The
5: work life balance I think, I think yeah. for me,
6: yeah. Like I think uh, I think the one thing I learned was uh I bring my wife and my daughter with me wherever I go if, as much mm-hmm. as I can. You know, and I think I don't think it's healthy to be separated that long. You know, I mean mm-hmm. obviously circumstances uh force you to be separated and you have to you know maneuver through that. But if you can help it, they should come with you, you know? And then if and then if not, like I don't think we ever do anything more than a week or two weeks away from each other, and then I always make plans to just either make it back, or they come see me. Um, but I mean, on the show now, like they're with me the entire time. Wow. Nice. So, uh, and that's something I had to learn. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense to be separated. Just it, it would be difficult. Long distance is super hard. You know.
3: Back to your daughter. Do you remember the first time she saw you and, and some of your work, and what was the reaction mm-hmm. to that?
6: Yeah, I think I think she, she was kind of. My wife could speak to this, but I think she was kind of like just like, wait, does that? Why is he in that box? Or like, why is he doing <laughs> that? You know? Yeah. But Daddy like, had it a was lot just, of hair back in the yeah. day. Oh, <laughs> we have got to talk about that next. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to tell my Daddy, where is the hair right, right, on my list? Right. Uh, <laughs> It,
5: it, it was, yeah. The I next mean, question, don't steal it. <laughs>
6: so, Rick, let's talk about... No. Don't! <laughs> um, but now, I mean, she knows now. I mean, it's, you know, she's super sad. People ask her, and she's like, yeah, Dad plays Wild Dog. That's that's Wild Dog, you know? And she's, you know, she has, like, the whole, like, Wild Dog. And she, you Aww. know, pumps her muscles. And, you know, and she tells, like, some of the other, uh, the other castmates on the show, like, they have little... Uh, they have kids as well that are kind of um, same as Skylar's age. And so, you know, they're just um, I guess there's like this one conversation she was having with um, one of the leads of our shows, kids. And and so they were like, well, my dad is, you know, my dad is the Green Arrow. And he's like, yeah, well, so what? My dad's Wild Dog. And he's strong Doma. and he's stronger. Doma. He's stronger. Take he's, that. You know, so it was just like, well, he was the flash, too. And he's like, yeah, so what? But my dad, Wild Dog, can beat The Flash and you know, Green Arrow. You know. So it was just like this big competition. Wow. There's a war
5: going on and out there. Like, I
6: was like, I like this, the way she riding for me, you know? And she's just like, saying yeah. it to no one in particular. My dad will
4: be Superman and Batman.
6: All of y'all, blindfolded. You know? Like, what?
5: I, gotta, I, gotta, I don't know if you knew why you were coming here tonight, but I'll tell you now. Okay. Um... I'd like to crown you with the inventor of the man bun. Right here, right now. Ooh. You fucking started that trend, son. You know. You started it. You know. You saw it. I don't know if you have a trophy for it, but no. right I'll, now. I'll take it. I want to give you the verbal props. Hey. For starting that whole fucking
4: <laughs> thing. You. But so you made it cool, though. Owned it. Right. Uh, There's certain people that just, it comes off a little douchey, right? Mm. And so It takes a oh, little. That's a good game. Who a came look, off with you know, the
5: douchey man bun? That's good. Touche.
4: Um, yeah,
6: man. You know, thank you for the award. I like. I sec- accept this award on behalf of, you know, everybody who messed up the man bun. Yeah, that is right.
5: You know who you are.
6: You know who you are. Listen. You know, y'all could go back to Getty Images or Google's or whatever. You know, just study, learn. Uh, thank you, thank you to Latino Out Loud. I appreciate you. Um, I don't know if um, Mr. Manbun is gonna make the return. I don't think so. I think he's gone. But you know, uh, we 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 did what we had to, and uh, we're, we're grateful, and, we, and we'll we'll take this with us wherever we go, and we appreciate you. All right, peace and love. We out.
5: First, the acceptance speech here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast for the inventor of the man bun, Rick Gonzalez. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so,
4: going back to acting. So, mm-hmm. when you're you, once you get into once you go to LA, you start getting these roles. Yeah. Was there anything that you a pattern that you saw being a Latino actor of the kind of roles you were being offered? And was it kind of was it frustrating or were you like mm. This, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta have a resume. I gotta, mm. I gotta build my resume, and mm. then I can have power and maybe in what kind of roles I wanna, I wanna take. I Man, that's a good question. I, I think for me, my,
6: my approach was always like, you know, get everything. You know, whatever came my way, I was gonna get it. You know, I never judged what I was working on. And I think there's like two philosophies happening uh, in Hollywood. You know, um, it's like one side is like, I'm gonna choose. And curate the things that I um, will give myself the opportunity to get, and the other side is, you know, I'm just gonna try and get my hands on everything, right? Because some people feel like work begets work. So for me, I came from the 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 mentality of like just work. You know, I I, I care. I felt like the blessing wasn't working, not in what I was working on, Amen. and. Um, so that's just my theory. I just, I didn't judge it. I started to like, as I was living in LA and just getting acclimated and, and meeting people, I started to see both sides, you know, and I saw it clashing, you know, and I saw it clashing with me. And, you know, I thought it was interesting because I, I guess I represented the, the side that didn't care, it was, wasn't judging the work. I was just trying to just do the best I could with everything that I worked on. And, you know, I guess people felt some type of way, you know, and and that was that, you know, and I'm like, well, you just have a different philosophy on how to, I I don't think I'm disrespecting the culture by by doing the best I can with the work that I book, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't really judge it, you know, it's it's all characters to me, you know, I think the onus should be more on the people that create the projects, that create the work, um, and that dialogue needs to be, with the specific person, you know, with the certain people that control uh, the content, you know, and I think that's where it is, whereas like actors, our job is to stay employed, you know, I think that's to me the most important thing is to be employed, to do the very best job you can, Um, and then obviously, like if there's a level you can reach where you can start to help with the content, then do that, you know, then do that, you know, but I think, to judge actors for the kind of work they do, I think that's kind of unfair. I think it's unfair. So, totally.
3: so you've done comedy, you've done serious, no pressure. Which one do you prefer, or which Ooh. one do you really sink your teeth in? Well, um, I
6: when I studied comedy was my strong suit, mm. like that was something that my teachers always said was like, Well, comedy is going to be your thing, like that's oh, you're going to win in that lane. And then sure enough, they I don't know why they paid them because I was just booking drama all the time. You know? So I'm like, they don't know shit, you know? Like I just show up and start getting all this drama. But I mean, I mean, I I love drama. I feel like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican Dominican. I'm very, you know, I get it from mom. Mom's super dramatic. Like, <laughs> she's just she overdoes it. So I think my my aesthetic and my mind just kind of creatively wants to create content that's more serious and just from a dramatic perspective but I love comedy too I mean I feel like that's a a muscle that's just innate you know and it just comes natural and I just have fun with it so yeah I mean I I mean if if I could always like go back and forth that would be a blessing
3: which is is a role that sticks out in your mind as far as comedy that you really you really enjoyed um I
6: really loved working on old school Mm. you know uh I felt like, and I also I did this I did this TV show called Reaper for CW years ago, oh, yeah. and um, I really learned a lot on that one because, I you know it was it was very so like the beginning of of being on this TV show I didn't really understand the character I was still learning him and trying to figure him out and I think the writers were too like where does Ben fit in this group of guys like um, who is he you know and I think we were still learning him. And I think ultimately we came together and figured him out, and we found this really sweet, uh, very emotional guy who loves animals and just wants to be there for his friends, um, mm-hmm. and and help them collect souls and bring them back to hell. And and that and that was, that's just that's just Ben in a nutshell. He fell in love with a demon because he loves love. You know what I mean? So you know, um, I really learned a lot about myself as an actor and and even comedy. You know and uh so that that one holds a lot of weight in my heart because they took a chance with me and allowed me to learn yeah so i love that i, I would love people to rewatch that cuz that's a really fun show like i yeah. feel like if it was on
4: now like we'd be killing the game yeah. Oh, cause there's like, a, and there's a hundred places that they can show it too.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that too, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. facts.
5: It out in the universe. Facts. Yo, I think it's game time. Who? Is it game, time? Yeah. game time. Game
3: time. Game time. Uh-oh. 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 We don't even have a theme song, but, but... we we'll
5: put it in post. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Fix it in post. So Jamie, put go ahead. Jamie. <laughs> playing right now.
4: <laughs> so the game is called Rickipedia. Okay, All right? Cause Rick just has so many roles. Um, he's been in so many things, and it's like we'll be here forever. We just kind of go in depth on each one. So okay. we're gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of just mention a project, something that he's been in, a movie or show, mm. and he's gonna kind of give us a, some the first thing that he remembers about it. All right. Okay. okay, Rick. Yo. Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles.
6: Uh, I uh one of my first jobs in Los Angeles, um, uh, Crocodile Dundee jumped on me while I was inside the car. Because he had to jump on top of us in a lowrider. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, um, crazy. I had to take a photo because my mom loves Crocodile Dundee. Wow. Um,
4: you know you in Hollywood when you got Crocodile Dundee on top of you.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that sounds like. I'm not gonna comment on that. No, God, right, yeah. Is that where the
5: slogan originated? Is that a knife? No, that's uh, not a knife. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> crocodile Dandila.
4: a knife, Dandila. yo. Get off of me. If
5: he was on top of you, I mean, I don't know no, what he's feeling
4: no, no,
6: on top no, of no. shit. No, no,
3: no, no, I can't. Oh, oh. All right,
5: here we go. My
6: hurts now. Oh. <laughs> okay.
3: Oh. My, my turn, my yeah. turn. Okay. All Biker right. boys.
6: Ooh. Biker boys. Um, I I rode a, I rode a motorcycle terribly. Um, <laughs> I... uh. I, I oh man, yeah. So I had to ride a, a Ducati 996s. Uh, everyone else had lighter bikes except for me. They gave me the heaviest bike. Um, I was a hundred pounds nothing. Um, trying to, uh, you know, maneuver a bike over a ton. Um, yes, I. You hear the anger in my voice because I was
4: struggling. <laughs> I think you should do the New York remake of that City Biker Boys. Oh. Bike? Guys, city Ooh, like hey. city bikes, yo, hardcore.
6: Yeah. With like the yeah, with like the city bikes where you just like swipe the card, yeah. and you, <laughs> you just see, grab it, knows. and you go through the boroughs. This is a and, good idea. And it's like a gang of like guys on city bikes. I
4: got I, it. know knows it's, it's greenlit. It's about to be greenlit. Ahead, and right they like pilot. get into a fight with
6: like hipsters from Brooklyn, Ooh. and it's like them. Wow, mean. Jamie, get out of Bushwick. And the hipsters oh. are like stay away from my it's swing connecting. bike. City, city. City, City Biker, Biker Boys, Boys City part, two, part 2, Get Out of Bushwick.
4: Get Out of
3: Bushwick. Oh, there coming to a there theater near you.
6: It's a hit. There it is. It is a hit. All
5: right, next okay. credit. You mm-hmm. ready? Yep, go ahead. ER.
6: Um, uh, yes, Um. so Uh. I, okay, so there was a scene in ER where I slammed the door. I got way too carried away because I was angry in the scene, and I damn near almost ripped the skin off my finger, when I was slamming the door, um, and so, uh, yeah, I was, in, I was in deep, deep pain. And uh, I actually worked with another Latino on that one. Uh, well, actually, a couple of the dad was Latino on there who played my dad, and this young man who was in a film called Holes with Shia LaBeouf. I forget his name. Really cool kid. I, I don't am. think he's acting anymore, but that's what I remember. Okay. All right, next. Shoot.
5: That was good. Okay. War of the
6: Worlds. Ooh. War of the Worlds. Wow. Yeah. Um, Man, we shot in Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, I remember Tom Cruise carrying a 30-minute conversation with a, a Dominican woman right outside where we were shooting in, in the street. The lady spoke no English, yet he carried a 30-minute conversation with her about who she was, where she lived, how many kids she have. I thought it was the coolest thing ever.
5: In, he's fluent in Spanish? I
6: No, he's oh! not. <laughs> He's not. He did not speak any Spanish. Sm- I don't know how this conversation <laughs> happened for 30 minutes.
4: It was incredible. It it's, was awesome. It's like that, that, that Latino woman that that um that saw Ben Stiller in the subway. Yeah. And she just was speaking to him in Spanish. And he's like, okay, yeah. yeah. She's like, I love you. Oh, yeah. my God. Mita
5: Paris. She was oh. taking out her
6: roller. Day it, was, the it was doña, the roller doña Maria just having a conversation <laughs> yeah. with him about, you know, why are you here? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right next one csi
3: miami
6: oh yeah so i remember david caruso literally sitting me down um and telling me what to say what not to say in the scene like he so we're reading the scene together rehearsal he's like okay don't say this say this don't say this say this and that's kind of unorthodox because that's not really a rehearsal that's just kind of somebody taking the reins and controlling the situation, so not throwing jabs at him, but I'm just saying, like, I, I wasn't feeling that, you know? but, but I mean, cool guy, whatever, like, um, CSI Miami, shout out to Adam Rodriguez, he was, he was in that episode, that's my guy, uh, we finally got to work together, which was dope.
7: Roll bounce.
6: Wow, so I was the worst skater in the film, if you look at the film, uh, every cut shows me in the back but really quickly because they got to get away from the moment where I mess up. So, um, but I did learn how to skate forwards and backwards. I did fall in love uh,
4: skating, um, but I I was horrible. Did you have a trainer for a certain amount of weeks? Absolutely. Yeah, and it still didn't take? It didn't, know. (laughs) You do a lot of movies with wheels, like Biker Boys, <laughs> skates. You're putting yourself in these positions.
6: I, you know, I I, I agree. I, I agree. Like I am saying yes to these jobs. And you keep it wheel, yo. Listen, I'm an actor. I can act oh my like God, can act like I could freaking
4: skate. Okay? You
5: gotta keep I'll, it wheel. Yeah, you have to. Uh, okay, I'll try.
4: my last one, and I know you mentioned it before, but I want to hear something, a uh, story about it, old school. Yeah, you were. People, you such a memorable character in that yeah. movie. You were hilarious. Yeah. The movies are a classic. Yeah. Anything that, that that you can remember from that? The,
6: uh, I mean, I just remember like, um, okay, so we UCLA one night and I really um man, I, I just had so much respect for Blue, uh Joseph, who uh, plays Blue in the yeah. film. Cause man, he he was in his like eighties, I think, when mm-hmm. he shot that with us. And the man never complained. We was out there late at night. We had our trousers down because we had to like, you know, uh. like we had the bricks on our on our penis. And uh, you know, we over here complaining like, you know what I mean, like divas. And the only person that ain't complaining is Joseph, playing blue, you know, and I and I looked and I'm like, yo, who are we? Like we over here complain. Joseph ain't said nothing. Like we should chill, you know, and uh everybody was like, but but, you know, and I told them, I'm like, well, can we get Joseph a blanket or something? He's like, I'm okay. I'm fine. It's okay, bro. <laughs> you know, so, main, rest in peace, man. Great guy. Like, he, he was awesome. So, you learn professionalism on a, on a set from yes. blue.
4: From blue. From, from blue. That's crazy. My boy, blue. Yeah.
5: I, <laughs> yo, I hate to rap this because it's like we can go on forever, but y'all put your hands together one time for Rick Gonzalez. Yo, Woo!
3: Yeah. Rick Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And now it's time for the Que Lo
1: Alright
5: everybody, it's that time of the show. It's the Que Loque. Segment sponsored by Fuchila Air Fresheners. If you haven't bought one yet, please go to FuchilaAirFresheners.com. Mm-hmm. Use code LOL10 for 10% off your purchase. I'm talking Walter Mercado Air Fresheners. Wow. Que lo que Air Fresheners. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez Air Fresheners. Platano. Go Air to freshener. the website. Use LOL10 um, for your code. All right. Kelo K Rick Gonzalez.
6: Yo. Um, yeah. Find me at uh, official Rick G on Twitter. Uh, Rick Gonzalez, uh, two Zs on on Instagram, um, and Arrow, final season, season eight. Uh, We will premiere our final season October 15th, so keep it locked, CW, wherever you get that channel.
4: Yeah, um, well, end of July, Room 28, July 26, we're doing another show. Um, It'll be at the Triad Theater. But there's a lot of time before that, so just shouting that out. Uh, And Jay Fern's at Instagram.
3: All right, guys, hear me out. Um, HBO and
4: the New York Latino Film Festival
3: are looking across the country for the top Latino stand-up comics. The top five will compete in New York for the winner-take-all opportunity to be on HBO Latinos Entre Nos. You want to enter? Go to nylatinofilmfestival.com and go in and about, I think, five minutes of your stand-up. No cursing, no nothing, but enjoy. And uh, for me, it's Juan Bago uh, and all the platforms.
5: Yeah, we've got a lot going on, uh, Room 28, a small little multicultural sketch comedy troupe based in New York City. We've got Bring the Funny coming out on NBC July 9th, so stay tuned. That's the series premiere. And we're also performing Saturday, June 29th as part of the Diverse as Fuck Festival. Shout out to Millie Tamaris. Room 28 is performing for its third year in this wonderful festival that brings together POC comedy. Um, so join us Saturday, June 29th, 8 p.m., Block D at Caveat in L.E.S., Follow us at Room28Comedy for more. I got to shout out a few. I mean, everything is just comedy, comedy, comedy. All right. Yo, I went to go check out a few shows over the weekend. So big shout out to the People's Improv Theater I saw. My girl Sarah Houghton. Also Ellen Hahn was there. Mortal Wombat featuring Like Butter. Two amazing sketch comedy teams that merged and performed at the Pit. Then I ran my ass with Miss Yaya over to the Pitt Stryker <laughs> Theater where I saw a fellow bring the funny talent Kids These Days perform. And they totally kicked ass. So shout out to all the kids and kids these days. And finally, a massive shout out to Hierro.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week, the peeps are looking back at the 30th anniversary of Spike Lee's Do The Right Thing, a movie that made America pay attention to race relations. Check out what they had to say. Visit hierro.com for the whole story. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for following. Please follow us on Spotify, subscribe, and rate us. We need to hear from you. And you know what? So does Spotify. They need to know that you're listening to us. So be loud. Be proud. Be down with the cause. Latinos out loud. We're here, baby. We ain't going nowhere.
1: Oh, <laughs> ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Estas son las historias del último episodio. Te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? También te traemos la historia de un lugar en el mundo donde los perros son azules. Hay un niño de siete años de edad que sospecha ser culpable de una de las cosas más terribles que le ha pasado. A la humanidad, una familia en la zona rural de Colombia investiga la desaparición de animales de su granja. Cuando averiguan la respuesta, casi pierden sus vidas. Acuérdate que de estas cuatro historias, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Suscríbete hoy en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita, Tremenda Vaina Podcast.